0: Matthew, yesterday, that somehow I ended up thinking of McGee and me, or like, <gasps> and
1: uh, stop. I totally was thinking of McGee and me today. You were, I was Is actually
0: very
2: cool. Was it maybe because we were thinking about it and listening to the music yesterday?
1: I did not hear the music yesterday, okay.
2: Okay, okay so I was throwing
0: out, I was telling him that I was like, I kind of want to listen to that song, and so I looked it up on YouTube, and of course, they had. The intro they it's kind of interesting so I didn't
1: realize
3: yeah
0: anyway but I didn't realize I guess they had they had the original um intro but I guess there's two sets there's what I think of as McGee and me which is probably what you think of as McGee and me but there's also another one that I think they call like the new adventures of McGee and me or something like oh. that and it's him as a teenager. Wait, or McGee like or Nick? As a
2: Nick, teenager. sorry, okay.
0: Nick. <laughs> Wait, does <laughs> McGee become a teenager too? I don't think so. Uh,
1: Which we should pause for our listeners for a minute. So, McGee and me, for those of you that don't know, is a Christian TV show from the '90s that um, had a a boy who's probably in like middle school. That yeah, he is that. an artist, and so he draws this character, McGee, in... In his imagination, McGee comes to life, and it's kind and of like, like f-
0: in the intro, he like jumps off the page. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, so um,
0: he's, he's usually the uh, the voice
2: heard. of unreason. No, <laughs> like he's usually well, he usually has like the ba- like the naughty ideas. Like he's usually not. Not isn't he? always. I don't know. Maybe I just think of.
1: It depends on the episode. Like there are some times where he kind of was you know, like he would get mad at Nicholas and then, you know, or things mm-hmm. like like they would they would go through different things I or can think
2: of the one where he was thinking he should be or Nick was thinking he should be like McGee and he's imagining <laughs> him oh, getting
1: yeah. up in front of his
3: clothes. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. That was McGee. funny. So.
1: Yeah. Actually, interestingly enough, the reason I thought of McGee and me was kind of surrounding our topic today. Okay. So um, there is one. It's like the great skateboard race or whatever. Okay. And it talks. And the theme of it is loving your neighbor, which just a little spoiler (laughs) spoiler alert. That's what we're talking about today. Is you know walking in love and and so the that one is um, there's a new kid at school and he's kind of um, unpopular and you know he's smaller and. So Derek, the, the bully and his, his buddies come and they're always like picking on this kid and beating him up, which as a little kid, I never really liked that one. They would show it at church sometimes. And I always would close my eyes for that part because for as long as I can remember, I hate any type of show where it shows like one person getting beat up by a bunch of people. And as an adult, I still can't like watch it. I can I watch a fair I- fight but I can't watch like one person being beat up by a bunch of other people. Yeah. But Mm. anyway, but that's why I thought of it. So So in the episode, Nicholas learns that it's important to stand up and, and love your neighbor and, okay. And stand up against the bully.
0: Nice. The theme music is totally awesome. Yeah, it is. So really quickly before I explain why I thought of it, but I always remembered this episode where he like goes on like this weird game show. And yes. he like he gets uh, like yes. terribly messy. It's yes. weird and stuff. That was the one that I always like remembered in my head. I don't know if that's just like the one I watched the most. We only yeah. have yes. a few on VHS. I think yeah we, yes, yeah VHS. We only had, like two. That's what I yeah, said. that was the first one we and got. And some on DVD actually. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, that's what I think of Mickey and Me plus the really cool music. But anyway, speaking of the music though, is they actually had the original one with like the pencil sharpener mm-hmm. that's, like, the the jury-rigged, you know, thing. Yeah. But also totally there's the the one where he's, like, a teenager. There's, like, one where it's kind of, like, a more of, a, like, a, a rock-type sound to it, but they, like, redid the intro. I, I don't think they'd have, like, a, a pencil sharpener, sadly, oh, but they have him. That's the best part. Yeah. We'll have to so find wait, wait, wait. a video the, the clip music? on YouTube and post mm-hmm. it for Oh, our I listeners. have access to that.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. so...
1: Yeah, we'll post it so you can see what we're <laughs> talking about.
0: Yeah, so there's... Uh, There's that one which is more rocky, but then I saw that someone did a metal cover of it, so it made it (laughs) down.
2: I thought the story was because you played me the metal version. I thought yeah, the new McGee and Me thing was yeah. No, so So there's
0: there's the new McGee and Me one, but then there's one that someone posted on YouTube that's like a metal cover of it. It's kind of funny.
1: I'm gonna have to look that up. It's almost like
0: 80s metal kind of. It's I don't. I don't know. I'm not like huge into metal, so I don't know what modern metal sounds More like. More into but plastic. But like <laughs> <More> paper. <laughs> <laughs> metal music. Oh. oh um it but I know be a new genre, plastic. I- I've I like heard, plastic. heard I've heard like Petra called metal by people, so
1: like what? It's, no, I would not call it Petra. I don't know. Uh,
2: it depends on the song. I would say it depends on the song. There's a couple anyway, of them that I would it has,
0: anyway, yes. has like not quite Petra, but almost like that type of, of Filters on the sounds that they used. So,
3: yeah. Hmm. Anyway, gotcha. Well dun cool. dun so, dun.
2: for anyone who right. knows that theme song, you might be singing it for a little while. Yeah, <laughs> you're I'm sorry, and you're welcome. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, I haven't, so, haven't kept up as well as I wanted to with my Hebrew, but I did learn today that yafe means pretty, and, and I'm not sure Yfe. if pre- yep, yafe, yafe, and then cafe. <laughs> It's coffee, so you could have café, café yafe, which is beautiful coffee. <laughs> beautiful coffee, mm-hmm. café yafe. So I don't know.
0: I feel like someone should turn uh, yafe into like a pickup line or something. I don't know <laughs> yafe. <laughs> That's what I'm saying.
3: Your face is <laughs> yafe. Your, <laughs> your face is yafe. will
2: be like, what does that even mean? Yafe <laughs> means beautiful in Hebrew. That's right. I'm bilingual. <laughs> what up? <laughs> <laughs>
1: You turned all like gangster. It's the hoodie. I don't know. <laughs> I don't
2: know. I guess that's the kind of person I picture doing a pickup line. I'm I'm not really the pickup line type. But <laughs> you heard it here apparently, first, guys. Your face Apparently, is your you face. can
1: only do pickup lines if you're do- in a gangster voice. Your face is your face. <laughs> I, don't,
2: I don't know. Your face. Your face just sounds like a you know gangster type thing. Your face.
1: <laughs> your face. Your face. face is your face. <laughs> 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 ah, anyway. So, is it so is it time for. I was going to say. It's time for Name That PK. All right. Da,
3: da, 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 da.
0: Which order I want to do, then. So yeah, wait, let's, I'll wait, do let's them? So let's refresh. Let's
2: refresh our. I'm so, yes, I'm well,
1: ahead. I'm winning.
2: Okay. I just well, made it simple you got, for the listeners. Got, you, could, you can go that way, or we can say <laughs> that the super sleuths have fifteen thousand, and the quick wits have ten thousand. Yes.
1: And for our math geniuses out there, they will go. Oh, that means the super sleuths are ahead. Yes. <laughs> yes. It also it <laughs> also not.
0: means that you only got half credit for. One of the questions last time. True, because we're doing it in increments hey, of ten thousand. Hey, I am a
1: glass half full person. Hey, hey, cool. And I'm also one that says if it's half full, that means there's room for more.
2: It's also the theory that it's actually totally full. It's half filled with water and half filled with air. I don't know what type of person that makes you, but <laughs> <laughs>
1: a realist. I think maybe that's the realist.
2: Could be,
0: could be.
1: Anyway, moving on. Moving Back. on. All right. So, so our super first sleuths one. are winning.
0: Okay, so, so you're ready far. for our first question. So far, yes. Mm-hmm. All right, drum roll. Okay, that's a terrible drum roll. Anyway, <laughs> that's what happens when you try to make drum roll noises with your mouth. Anyway, uh, this one comes from. This one's going to be the 1800s, late 1800s. Oh, I don't like okay. these ones. Uh, this one, th- this guy was known for writing the Red Badge of Courage. Oh, snap. I read this in high school. I should oh. know this. He also, let me see. Oh, he also snap. wrote What's some short stories, such as The Open Boat and The Blue Hotel and uh, The
1: Bride
2: get, Comes to Yellow Sky. I, wait. I
1: think he likes...
2: Okay. I'm going at least for half credit because f- I think I know the first name. Okay. And I'm totally wrong if I only have one shot. That's okay. But I think the first name is Stephen.
0: Very good. Cool. All right.
2: That's all I got. Any guesses for the last name. I I all read right. this in high school, so I feel like I should know the
0: last name. Alright, so
2: the I'll I'll only one
1: I only Stephen that I can think of is king. And I don't think Stephen Corell,
0: but I don't know. Uh, no. Okay, so this one, his last name is a bird. It's <gasps> a
1: uh, white bird. No, wait.
0: Now that I said it's a white bird, I
1: th- I think it's a white bird. Oh
0: snap! It is a bird. I should
1: know this.
2: I really should.
0: Swan.
2: Uh no. Well, you have to, you, you you can only do guess once. You have to buzz and guess. Well. Or does it count because uh, I already gave my guess? I don't know.
1: Yeah, I think well, I, I think, think we've I think you officially.
0: Should buzz in. Uh, okay. Hawk. Now.
1: <laughs> Since I didn't officially buzz I, in. That, that's
2: another Stephen. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's. I should <laughs> know. I should know. Is it bugging me because I really feel like I should Anyway, okay. you haven't All guessed right.
1: a last name officially, so you do have one guess.
2: I can... Uh, it can't it hurt. It is the name of a bird.
1: And it's a white bird. Oh, I think it's a white oh, bird. Oh, man. And it's uh, not a swan.
0: <laughs> it's not a swan.
1: It's probably right. not a duck either. Because no. there are white ducks.
0: Right. Oh, man. Uh, there's like a sandhill one. <gasps> and a oh, yeah. Um...
1: Yeah, I, oh, that's leading the witness. Yeah, oh, I, sorry. Okay. That was so a little you, too far. Okay. Okay, so, so you I'll take half credit. only get half I'll, credit I'll, for
2: I'll that I'll take one. half credit, Stephen, but I know it now. Stephen Crane. Crane, yes. Yes. yeah. Yes. That was Okay. T- it was an interesting- Red Badge of Courage was interesting.
0: Yes. I- Never had to read it. I don't It was what a, it's it was the
2: story of a guy. I think it was like a journal kind of perspective of a guy in the Civil War. It's a oh. little. It's not totally graphic. You know what? But It's a little because he talks about people getting wounded and stuff like that. Oh, red, was... The red badge of courage is like the bullet wound.
1: I totally was mixing that up with a different book. <laughs> I was like, didn't didn't Harrison Ford like wasn't he a part of like a remake of that book that's Call of the Wild? I
2: was uh, like, there's yeah, a dog yeah, to, and <laughs> he. I read that one in high school too. I don't remember who did that one though.
1: Yeah. Anyway. All yeah. right. So he, he was a pastor. He kid. was the son of a Ooh.
2: Methodist minister.
1: So. Okay. Wow. Cool. cool. Yeah.
2: So, th- so, for the record now. <sighs> we are tied. Fifteen thousand to fifteen thousand. Tied. Okay. This is all the right. tiebreaker. So, so. Wait. Oh, there's gonna be more than right. There's three or there's just two. I have three for today. Okay.
0: But so I can get ahead. All right. So this one. This one should be interesting because I think you know more about this family than I do um, until I actually look them up. But this person is the second of five children born to a famous um, televangelist. Um, So not, not this child specifically, but this child um, had uh, some crusades recently too, just like his father. But this is, this is a different, I should have guessed earlier. This is a different child than that one though. But okay. Oh, Ooh, Ooh. Do you want to take back your yes? Calling? Okay. So <laughs> okay. <laughs> if I'm allowed. Sorry. Yes. This is a different <laughs> child. This is not that child. But this okay. is the second child. Uh, this is a girl. Oh, I didn't. I I didn't hear who did it first. I, think. <laughs> I don't know if it's <laughs> okay. <too.
1: laughs> I kind of was wishy washy, so he okay. should get it first. All right, I'll Matthew. let
0: him go. And Graham
2: Watts. Wow. Wow very good
1: yeah yes. as soon as you were like this is the second child
2: i guess that uh, when you said it wasn't that child she was the only other one that i yeah. knew
0: there, uh, by name actually there's so. franklin graham but mm-hmm. yes i didn't that's i didn't i didn't I didn't, I didn't want you to buzz in too early and say franklin mm. so sorry that was kind of on me but i just kind of wanted to give you an idea of what family it was
1: sorry anyway. i knew the, i knew the answer once i heard more of the clues that's yeah. what really matters
0: <laughs> uh, uh-huh. Well, no. Right. What actually matters
2: is so. 5, so she's 15, a fifth 000.
1: generation.
0: No, not fifth no, 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 no. generation. Five she's one of five children. Billy,
2: Billy Graham had five children. Oh, okay, I was going to say children. I didn't
1: think his dad was a his dad was a, Billy Graham's dad was a, was a farmer. A farmer, farmer.
0: I think. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't have it in front of me right now. But yeah. I'm going to say yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. So this final one final is an interesting one here. This is for uh, this is from uh revolutionary history again so this is a, a founding father who signed the um, declaration of independence he's particularly known for his really large <laughs> i th- uh i think i saw it from green first but i green is matthew by
2: the i way. think for anyone that who mine was that. first but okay would you like me to give you a chance to?
1: No, if if our uh, if our host's official opinion is you got it first, we got it.
0: Okay, Matthew? John Hancock, very good, John Hancock. Yes, I feel like I need like m- music for when people get it right or wrong, but anyway, I was gonna pull up yeah. the
2: siren buzz, and, but it didn't quite work.
0: Yeah, so John Hancock, I believe, actually was a third when? generation, or he was. Excuse me, his parents go two generations back of um of preachers. Um he was so like the, his
2: parents and his grandparents were preachers?
0: Yeah. No, I'm sorry. So he he was the son of Reverend Colonel John Hancock Jr. And he was the oh yeah, he was the grandson of John Hancock senior, both who were clergymen, yeah. So Oh. Yeah, so they were both um ministers. So yeah, so two generations for him. So, nice. it. so the final score. for thirty five thousand
1: to fifteen
2: thousand. Fifteen thousand. Yeah. Fifteen thousand. No. No. Wait. No. Wait. Am I doing math? Am I doing math correctly? I had fifteen. Th- yeah. Then twenty-five. Then thirty-five.
1: You got all the questions right. Yes. Yeah. Woo. But I knew the answers to two of them. If yeah, I so wouldn't have pushed that one too um, fast. Uh-huh.
0: Sorry. Uh-huh. That. That one it's will blame right. on me. But. All
1: right. And if I would have pushed the other one just a little bit faster.
0: That concludes today's name that PK.
1: Until next week
0: closing music. I don't know, do we have closing music for We don't. The game show portion. It I don't know.
2: Was, it's just a little bump. Bump. Okay.
1: So, so we were talking about the beginning. We're talking about love.
0: We were talking about McGee and me, but also love. <laughs> no. Right.
1: I said what we were going to talk well, about.
0: Oh yeah, today. no. I, I, sorry. I was just being alerts. facetious. <laughs> Sorry, for, forgive me. All you. these songs are popping into my head
2: that are relevant for this topic.
0: Mm. Talk about
1: like love, the one we're love, writing,
0: love, love,
1: love, huh? like the song we're writing, <coughs> love pandemic, love um, pandemic, it's a love pandemic.
2: Spread love,
3: <laughs> spread not love, not like a pandemic. Oh. <laughs> yeah, spread love, not germs. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh-huh. yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't know no, if you guys I- will hear this, but they were singing. I think was to like Lion King, can you feel the love tonight? No,
3: Is it Lion Some, King? Yeah, yes, That no, is Lion King. Yeah, something
0: but they were singing thing. like Love Pandemic, so something like that. Yeah, yes. Anyway, no, <laughs> back I was to actually what thinking were.
2: more like Veggie Tales, Love Your Neighbor.
0: Oh, and other
2: love other songs.
3: Your that's yeah. actually
0: a better song <laughs> than Love Pandemic.
1: Yes. How, so, how do you
0: know it has yet to be written? It
3: could yeah, be that's fantastic.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah, okay, you're, you're on the uh, the intro part of this. You know, we're just getting, we're throwing around our creative ideas. Exactly.
0: I see. There hasn't been like the bass drop yet or anything. Right. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Back to what we're actually talking about here. Yes. <laughs> so yes.
1: I thought it was just important to talk about um, walking in God's love towards other people. And part of it came from there was a situation where I was hearing people talking about, well, you know, these people are, you know, not loving these people. And I'm like, well, that doesn't apply to me because I'm I don't have a problem with loving, you know, people that maybe are different than me. And I really felt like the Lord was like, what about the people that are the same looking as you (laughs) that you're. Having hateful mm. thoughts towards, and I was mm. like, "Well, we're not talking about that right now, Lord. and it's like, Oh, yes, we are.' <laughs>
0: You're like God, and, I won't forget those people exist
1: well, and yeah. it's you know sometimes it's easy to um you know put your own stipulations on who gets to receive the love of God through you. Mm. so I feel like when in in going into the ministry you know i kind of prepared myself you know for persecution in a sense you know thankfully we don't experience persecution like many people in other countries you know and mm-hmm. right now in in america it's very very minor persecution um it's more just angry words you know whereas right. in other countries there are people that are you know, killed or, or put in prison and, and face horrible things. So I'm not trying right. to, uh, you know, disrespect what they have gone through. And, and the Bible is, you know, specific about people that, um, walk through that it talks about the world is not worthy of them in Hebrews 11. And it talks about people that went through different things because of their faiths, so, you know, people of whom this world is not worthy, but you know, you do expect people to be unkind to you, to try to cause problems in your life, you know, because of the gospel. But I always expected it from unbelievers. I expected that my greatest challenge would be unbelievers. And so I've always also thought, you know, um, I've always given unbelievers a little bit more of a free pass when they do treat me wrong. You know. because I'm like, oh, they don't know what they're doing, you know? They oh, right. they don't believe, mm-hmm. yeah? They don't know Sorry. any better, unbelievers, right? unbelievers. Yeah, yeah, so yeah I've right. always been like, oh yeah, you Sorry, know. I got confused for a second, and and because you know we do know that the goodness and kindness of God leads them to repentance. I'm like, oh yeah, you know. Hey, I'll turn the other cheek, but what I began to find challenging was when my brothers and sisters in Christ or people, at least claiming to be brothers and sisters in Christ didn't treat me right. Mm. And that was when I was like, well, that's unacceptable. And, you know, how could they treat me that way? And they know better and God's going to get them (laughs) because they should know better. And I started to realize, wait, I'm starting to put my own conditions on who gets to receive God's love through me. And that's not... That's not right, you know, and that's something right. that I have to fix in my life, you know. So I just thought it would be good just to talk about um, some scriptures, you know, that we know about God's love. And uh, we can talk about some challenges that maybe we have. And, love. you know, and I'll tell you right now, I'm not, I'm not where I want to be with that, but it's something that, you know, the Lord is deal with my heart that I'm like I need to get this fixed. <laughs> so,
2: got you. Yeah. Uh, let's see I'm try- I don't know the exact reference where it um talks about um but there was the uh the ruler um that the rich man you there was a there was a teacher of the law that was asking Jesus what the greatest commandments were. And and I believe, um, I don't know if different gospel accounts um, talk about it differently, but it was Jesus asked him, well, what do you see that the the greatest commandments are? And, and he said, well, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, you know, soul, your strength, your, your might, your mind. And he said the second is like it to to love your neighbor as yourself. And I'm not sure if I'm quoting who said what exactly right. But um, it's just interesting to me that um, with that, you know, that you see that the first person to love is God and then to love your neighbor as yourself, which also means you need to have a love for yourself because if you don't have, a, a, you know, not that you're absorbed with yourself, but that you have a certain level of of respect for yourself because if you don't, love yourself how can you love others as yourself but so love god love your your neighbors instead as yourself and then also jesus talked about elsewhere love your enemies it was just kind of interesting when you see that he didn't really leave any gaps of people not to love Mm -hmm. you know it was like love god okay Mm -hmm. you need to love your neighbors so be you maybe think of those as people that you would like perhaps you know and then uh yourself and then love your enemies there's like there's like no one there's no hu- human being in any category that you could list them as someone you know myself you know a neighbor an enemy and say oh well i'm not gonna like them he's like no love everyone he covered you know everyone
3: yeah
0: well it's kind of interesting too um there was a point where like someone asked him he's like who is my neighbor i think and that that's might be following um, it actually mm-hmm. yeah and and uh He's like, well, you know, who is that? And that's where he talks about the story of the Good Samaritan. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me find it here really quick. Which Good I always
1: found that question Samaritan. humorous. Because I think some t- it represents how there's times when we as humans, we kind of try to find the cop out, like the the oh, right. exception to the rule. Love my neighbor. And, well, and who, who's, my who's na- that? Who's that? You know? <laughs>
2: like, okay. So that's them. So I can love them, yeah. and then these people I can yeah. hate. Exactly, kind yeah. of
0: like stop touching your sister. Well, I'm not touching her. <laughs> I'm just putting my finger on her skin, or you know, I'm, really I'm, close I'm, to her. I, I yeah. am a hair yeah. Width yeah. away.
1: Which, I'm with that, you know, the, you know, s- yeah, somebody could say, well, the Samaritan doesn't live next door to me, you know, but
3: right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So this is uh, in Luke 10. By the way, in case anyone is curious, um, yeah, in, in fact, um, 25, if you start, uh, it says, And behold, a certain law uh, lawyer stood up and tested him, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he said to him, What is written in the law? Uh, what is your reading of it? So he answered and said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, "You have answered rightly. Do this, and you will live." But wanting to justify himself, said to Jesus, "Who and who is my neighbor?" And that's where Jesus goes on to explain, and he talks about this, the Good Samaritan, where the, this guy gets beat up, you know, on on the street, and um, you know there were um, some religious leaders like, a priest and a Levite, you know, people who you would think, you know, would help him out. And they, like, went to the other side of the road, tried to pretend he wasn't there, you know, get Mm -hmm. as far as away from him. But there was a Samaritan who was basically his enemy because of the different, you know, um, cultural divides at the time. Took him in and took care of him, you know. And, um, And Jesus' point was, like, even if they're your enemy you know or you think them and consider them your enemy you're still supposed to mm-hmm. take care of them you
1: know yeah well and um you know i think it's important to the idea of even if people in spiritual leadership are not doing the right thing like that doesn't excuse you from right. doing the right thing so these were people that should have been leading an example and you know, Mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, there are cases where, you know, people in leadership in the church don't always make the right decision. Or, you know, maybe it's not in your church specifically, but, you know, in our Christian culture today, we have people that are leaders, you know, people that are well-known. And I think it's important that we, we don't wait for them to make the first move in situations, you know, and we don't go, well, you know, what's their thought on this particular topic? You know, what's, you know, what's what, what are they saying about this certain situation? What are they doing in relation to, you know, this event? You know, it's important for us not to wait for them in that sense, but to do what God puts in our heart mm-hmm. to Because
2: if the, you know, the Good Samaritan had looked at him and followed the, you know the example of course. He wasn't necessarily under under the the teachers of the law in that same sense. But if he had looked at the religious people and followed their example, he wouldn't have done.
1: Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, not
2: to, not to say that you shouldn't listen to those who are, you know, ministry in teaching. But you know, if he had just said, "Well, other people aren't doing it, so why should I?" Yeah. You know, and especially someone like this, you know, someone that I've considered would
0: consider an enemy. Yeah. Yeah, it it kind of reminds me what you're saying, you know, but not waiting for other people kind of reminds me of um, John. This is in the last chapter before Jesus is ready to leave. Um, John 21 um, in verse um, 20 in verse 20. It says, then Peter turning around, saw the disciple whom Jesus loved following all who also had leaned on his breast at the supper and said, Lord, who is the one who betrays you? Peter, seeing him, said to Jesus, but Lord, what about this man? Jesus said to him, if I will that he remains till I come, what is that to you? You follow me. So like, in other words, don't necessarily worry about what other people are doing. Do what God laid in your heart to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: And, you know, the Samaritans (sighs) were not um, accepted by... The Jews, you know, so. Mm
0: -hmm. I mean, you can read that with his talk with the Samaritan. Yeah.
1: You know, when the disciples, when he was talking with the Samaritan woman, the disciples came up and saw him talking with her. And it says they, they marveled that he was talking with her. This is in, in John chapter four, they marveled that he was talking with her. And they said, yet nobody said like, why are you talking to her? But the fact that they even mentioned, nobody said, why are you talking to her? Says to me. They thought that like, like what, are you, what are you like talking they were purposely
0: not bringing up the subject. They were even though quiet about it, and so like, what about this?
1: That indicates to me there was this idea of like don't even talk to them. So here's a Samaritan who probably had people that didn't talk to him, you know, Jews that didn't treat him right, um, and yet he chose to do the right thing, mm-hmm. and uh, that is so important and it's so important for us to, you know, whatever whatever situation we find ourselves in, don't we don't look at do they deserve to be treated right or not? We go and say, what does God want me to do in this situa- situation right now? And like I said, a lot of times it's easier to do that with somebody who we know isn't following God because we're like, oh, mm-hmm. well, we need to lead them to Jesus. This is an opportunity. But when it's somebody who. You know, is following God and they've. Done wrong. That's when it's challenging. Right. Right. Know? And um, I think of the scriptures. There's a couple of scriptures in first John. Uh, first John, chapter two, uh, verse eight, it says, again, a new commandment I write to you which thing is true in him and in you because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. He who says he is in the light and hates his brother is in darkness until now. He who loves his brother abides in the light and there is no cause for stumbling in him. But he who hates his brother is in darkness and walks in darkness and does not know where he is going because darkness has blinded his eyes. And then, um, this next, uh, next chapter, chapter three, in verse thirteen, it says, um, "Do not marvel, my brethren, if the world hates you. We know we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. He who does not love his brother abides in death. He who hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him." by this we know love because he laid down his life for us and we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren and um, and it goes on to continue about what that means to show love to your brother but I mean those are serious words it's saying if mm-hmm. you refuse to walk in love towards your brother and I believe that to mean specifically even your fellow believer right um, yeah. but still we know that, you know, the, the commandment of love your neighbor as yourself, that encompasses
2: those who are, who's near you, right?
1: anyone near you, you know, but this is saying, you know, if you don't love, you're walking in darkness, you are a murderer, <laughs> you don't have eternal life in you. Um, mm-hmm. you're abiding in death. I mean those are serious words that yeah, I know for, sure. for myself. I haven't really had sink in before. And um
0: Abiding in death does not sound <laughs> know, not, sound yeah, very
1: good. That's not what I yeah. want for my life. And uh and for me, it's so easy to get caught up in well these per- these people need to start doing this you know these people need to start doing it this way and just what's recently come to me is i just need to do what god tells me to do god didn't call me to make other people do the right thing that's not what god called me to mm-hmm. do god called me to do what he said to do mm-hmm. and so he said to love you know and so i don't know how to do that perfectly yet. You know, I'm always working on that, you know, the other day I was in traffic and I was like ready to, you know, say something, not profanities, but definitely not kind And the Lord was just reminding me, like, hey, what about walking in love towards your neighbor? That's the car near you, you know? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm like, ouch. Ooh, oh, you know? that is my neighbor, right? I'm <laughs> like, ah. <laughs> Which cars are my neighbor, Lord? <laughs> <You know? laughs> Who's my neighbor? <laughs> so it's a matter of, um, you know, working on ourselves. And I think a lot of times within our culture, there's this pressure of, you know us trying to make other people do things right and other people see things our way and other people change to the way we think they should be and there's a, definitely a lack of encouraging people just to work on themselves and i i believe that if especially if the believers in our country would just begin to say, okay, I am gonna focus on what God wants me to do. And there are a lot that already do that and they're making a difference right. where yeah. they're mm-hmm. at. And if, if more of us get on board with that, it's gonna it's gonna change things because as we mentioned, it is the goodness and kindness of God that leads men to repentance. And that includes non believers and believers. You know, we know that in, in and, you know, as we mentioned in our, our last podcast, there are believers that are kind of teetering and the devil's trying to, to steal them away. And if we, you know, do what God tells us to do and how we act and treat them, that will have an effect on their lives and will be helpful in turning them towards the Lord. But it's not our job to make them turn towards the Lord. Right. And I think sometimes we can get off on that and if the fact of well I've gotta force them to to see God and I've gotta you know I I gotta do this, I gotta do this and it's not no, you just simply speak what God tells you to speak, do what God tells you to do and then leave the rest up to him.
0: Yeah. Well mm-hmm. and think of it too, I mean, God gave Adam and Eve a free will. Like he could have very well not put, you know, that tree in the garden or you could have, you know, put it there but you know made it you know impossible for them to eat it but he he didn't want you know robots that you know were mechanized and just do whatever he wanted people to purposely choose him over other things so at the end of the day like they're gonna have to make a choice you can't force people and you don't want to force people you want them to make the choice for christ instead well, and, mm-hmm. and
1: when they feel forced, I think that's not a real change of heart. You know, there's right. a lot of people, I I see a lot of comments on online of people when there's situations where they're talking about, you know, believing in Christ or not believing in Christ, and they'll talk about, oh, yeah, I was forced to get baptized when I was this age and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, there's a lot of people that... They, out of their zeal for God, they put pressure on people, you know, to do certain things, feeling like, okay, that means that they're saved. That means they're good and we can move on and you've got to let them come. I mean, Jesus, there was the young man, the rich ruler, and he said, you know, follow me, you know, sell everything and follow me. And he walked away Jesus didn't sit there and say, Hey, 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 no, 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 come back. About this, you know, he didn't give him 20 reasons why he should do it. He just said, Follow me. And he was like, mm, No, you know, and that was it. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of times in our zeal for God, which is zeal for God is a good thing, sometimes we try to force people just to check a box. Well, just pray this prayer with me just do this and there's not a real Mm -hmm. knowing of God. Right. And you have to just be careful with that. And I think that's why there's a lot of people that, you know, they checked the box, they signed a a paper or they got baptized or they did these different things. And so the people ministering to them were like, okay, yes, they're, they're on track. But yet there was an actual heart change. It was
2: just like, um, talking with, um, Someone recently, a friend Anthony, just talked about it on a uh, podcast coming up, uh, was that, uh, you know, before he actually had uh, responded to the altar call, where he actually came back to Christ, received the Lord, he had responded to some other altar calls, Mm -hmm. but he didn't know that's what he was doing, and everyone else thought he had done it. But yeah. he didn't realize that afterward what was supposed to be done and he actually hadn't done it. You know, so it's important that they make the choice because they know that's what they're doing and they want to do it as he did later and, and ha- has done, you know, to, to know that that's what you're doing and of a free will, not because you feel suckered into it, so yeah. to speak.
1: And that's how, you know, loving God and letting God love through us will help us. A- will help people in those situations because when we um, begin to listen more and more to the spirit of God and what he has for us to say to people and talk to people, then he'll lead us to have those discussions of, Hey, you know, how do you feel about what happened last week? You know, when you prayed that prayer, like, do you you know, and just to find those things out, Mm -hmm. the love of God will lead us in that way, you know, to make sure they know what they're doing, you know, and right. they know what's going on with that.
0: Yeah. Mhm.
2: Yeah, you know, uh another uh thing about love that uh I thought of is um is in Matthew five. I think it's um I think it's partially known as the Beatitudes, but he talked about um and there's a lot of uh good things he talks about about um you know loving people. He talked about even, you know, you know that um where it saying in five, Matthew five you've heard that it was said uh, by them of old time, thou shalt not kill, and whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. But I say unto you that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. Um, and he talks about um, whosoever shall say to his brother Raka shall be in danger of counsel, but whoever shall say that a fool shall be in danger of hell. So he's saying things that you thought, oh, yeah, well, I'm not murdering them, but, you know, in your heart maybe you are when you're angry with them without a cause. You know, like you're talking about murder and, and yeah. abiding in death. But uh, later on he says in uh, 543, You have heard that it hath been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which spite, despitefully use you and persecute you that ye may be the children of your Father, which is in heaven. For he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. If ye love them which love you, what reward have ye? Do not even the publicans the same? If ye salute your brethren only, what do ye more than others? Do not even the publicans so? Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father, which is in heaven, is perfect. So he's saying there... You know, they had thought, Oh, okay, I love my enemy and, mm-hmm. or excuse me, love my neighbor and hate my enemy He's saying, you know, love love your enemies. He's like, pray for those that dis you know, or, or pray for those that despitefully use you and persecute you, do good to those that hate you, bless those that curse you And he's saying also he's like, If you just love people that love you, it's like what what reward isn't that? He's like, Don't even the publicans and publicans that those are the tax collectors, those are people that were you know sinners that everyone in that society understood to be very ungodly people who's like yeah. listen even the you know ungodly people love people that love them treat people nice who treat them nice yeah. um yeah. go beyond that don't just stop there be nice to the people who aren't nice to you
1: yeah you know and i think that's the difference with jesus is that he gives us the power to be able to do that There are other religions out there that teach to live peacefully and be kind to others, but they don't give you the power to do that because only the love of God truly can empower you to love someone who has been unkind to you. And as we talk about loving our enemies, we're not saying that it's an easy thing. We're saying that you have to have Jesus in your life to be able to do it because it doesn't make sense. Doesn't make right. sense to your brain to, to treat someone who is act nicely, who is actively trying to hurt you, trying to hurt you and bring harm to you. But the way that Jesus, one of the ways that Jesus gives us the power to be able to do that is the example he set for us on the cross. Mm-hmm. And there, as he was dying, he cried out, "Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they do." And I just recently had this thought. You know, I always pictured that as Jesus saying that over the Romans and and the Jew, you know, the Romans who f- you know physically put him on the cross, and then the Jews that had, you know, demanded that he be crucified. But I realized in the time that he was saying that, he was bearing the the weight of of the of the sin of the world on his spirit. So as he's wow. saying, "Father, forgive them." <gasps> I believe that that was for all of us. You know, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. He was crying out forgiveness for the sins that he was bearing. And uh, it's so powerful. You know, that, you, so many times, and we've talked about this before, we, we, it's easy for us to focus on the physical horrendous thing that happened to Jesus on the cross but we don't know the depths of what that did to him spiritually. He had never been separated from the father in that way. I mean, this is the father forsook him. You know,
3: mm-hmm.
1: in, in the Psalms, it talks about, oh, well, even if it, if I make my bed in the depths, your presence is there with me. But Jesus experienced what it was like to completely have the father turn his face from him. And that was a hard thing, but even in that moment, he said, "Forgive him for it." And that's what gives us power when we, mm-hmm. when we see what he did, and we understand that he did that for us. That it was our sin that put him through that horrendous experience, and yet he said, "Forgive him." It says Jesus died for us. while we were still sinners. Jesus died for us. And so he died for us, whether we were going to receive what he did or not, you know, while we were his enemies, he chose to do that for us. When we receive that fully and we, you know, grasp onto that, that helps give us the power that when somebody comes and does us wrong, we go, you know what? I'm not going to hold this against you. I'm going to still speak love to you. I'm still going to do this And that helps us. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. (coughs) Yeah. So. All right. Well, shall we uh, close in prayer? Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. and Father, I pray over everyone who's listening. Father, Lord. Lord, and I pray over us too, Lord, that you would give us the power to show your love this week, Father, That as we go about our week, Lord, that we would be reminded to um, love others, Father, as you have loved us, Lord. People who may not even deserve it in our eyes, Father, but that we would love them anyway because of um, your love, Father, in us, Father. And uh, I ask that you give us all a a good week and uh, keep us safe. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
3: Amen.
1: And thanks for listening, as always, and Mm -hmm. love to hear from you. Yeah. Our email, 3pks at iabound.org. I I don't usually say the email address, (laughs) I realized. And that's the number three. Number three. Not not letters spelled Not
0: T-H-R-E-E, but actual number three.
1: Yeah. You can comment on Facebook or message us on Messenger or leave comments on YouTube or rate us on iTunes wherever wherever you're listening. Mm. Yeah. And share us with your friends.
2: Yeah. iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh TuneIn, YouTube, Facebook page.
3: Yeah,
0: I think that's all. Of them. Yeah, mm. so if you yeah. know anyone who uses any of those platforms who might be interested in listening to us you can let them know yep search 3pk yeah. yeah. podcast yeah yep and with that see you guys next
1: week we're no. off to write our hit song we
0: won't <laughs> see you next week you
1: hear us. We, t- we
3: talked
0: about
2: this we figured out that talk to you later works talk to you, talk later. you later talk, talk to, to you later, you
3: later.
1: Uh, smell you later is kind of more fun <laughs> to say